the reason I was really excited to talk to you guys, especially for today on Valentine's Day, is uh, you are a couple, you are both actors, you are both musicians, and you've sort of made the ultimate pivot from from during this pandemic, from from uh, RSC and neighborhood renowned actors to now uh, pop rock indie music superstars. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, from yeah. your lips to God's ears. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 16th year, number 793, Mike and Mandy. The Reduced Shakespeare Company's own Michael Faulkner and his wife Amanda Pager are actors based in Los Angeles who have created new musical identities as Mike and Mandy, writing and producing new music that's being heard and buzzed about all over the world. You're listening to their song Love Song right now, in fact. For this special Valentine's Day episode, we chat about working together as a couple and the process of collaboration, and Michael, or I guess I should say Mike, began our conversation by reminding me why they're not getting swelled heads just yet. We've released music and gotten a lot of like coverage from all over the world, like German reviews that are glowing and stuff like that, and, and um, you know, it, 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 it translates into what, point... 0.0023 cents per stream, I think, on Spotify. So, you know, no one, no one ever said, no one said ever. Oh, if you want stability, pivot from your theater career to a music <laughs> career. <laughs> Literally tens of dollars. <laughs> um, but still, it's got to be enormously satisfying that you're at least uh, creating on your own uh, without having to answer or wait for anybody else. That's Absolutely. And you inspired us, Austin. I mean, I think a few years ago, Michael was like, you know what Austin told me? Write every day. And I'm like, that's inspiring. I wish I did that. Boy, <laughs> me <so> too. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, didn't you write two new plays during the pandemic? Yeah. I, just... I, I did. I, I did. I, I don't write every day, but I do think every day. I, yeah. There you, yeah. It gets to a point with me. How do you, how do, you do it? I, it gets to a point with me where... Uh, you know, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try to treat every day. I'll try to tweet every day, which uh -huh. I guess counts as writing. And it helps uh -huh. me yeah. formulate my thoughts in sort of concise form. But I spend a lot of time thinking and I have to think about it a lot before I'm ready to kind of uh, 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 blurt it out onto, onto paper or onto a screen. Yeah. Is that with you? Is that the same with you guys? Or do you just start noodling and you end up with something? Well, as far as Twitter goes, I, I now realize I've been doing it all wrong because I get fired up and oh. fire off something angry and, and uh, <laughs> negative <laughs> yeah. and impulsive. But as far as, the, as far as the music was going, like Mandy really like took the pandemic as an opportunity to write. Like all the originals we've released so far have been hers. You know, I've been writing music since 
pre-high school. Like I think I wrote my first song at age nine, but she's been, she like, I had no idea I was living with a, a, a songwriter of her caliber. Oh, come on. I true it's true until like she sat down and started playing me stuff and I was like, we gotta release this. Forget covers. Forget the cover songs. What was the impulse? I'm I'm but that was literally it, Mandy. You just started writing and 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 did you write because I've got this fully fully formed idea? Or did you just start writing and figuring out what it was as it came out? Oh, uh every every week it would be something different. So like there was uh I think the first week um, someone had COVID. I couldn't get a hold of her and I couldn't get a hold of two family members. So like three people went MIA and, you know, and someone had just said, I have COVID and then, sh- then no, no response. So I was like, oh my gosh. And, um, and this that, was March, April. This was early. Yeah. It was, right. no, it was late April. 2020. And so I was just like, that was in my mind. And, and I, uh, I sat down and that was, that was like, the forefront that was like burning in my heart. It was like, Oh my gosh, what, what is going on, you know, with her, for her and, and these two other family members. And so then I wrote, are you now? And, uh, that's, and then he came in after his, uh, his appointment and he's like, uh, what, what are you doing? And I, and I played it for him. And then he was like, I know how to, you know, I know how to produce this. Feeling alone now, out of control now. Isolatorator, medicate enabler, don't give up, you are enough, oh, can you see? That's amazing. I mean, that's, I mean, right there, those those two things. Wait, I've, I have this thing I've written, and I know how to produce this. That's gold, right there. Because, <laughs> Michael, you've arranged a lot of stuff for the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Yeah. Um, which has been invaluable to us, and and we've paid you far less than what you deserve um, for it. But it's not. It's great that you're 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 doing all of this now in so many different styles. And did you do you, either of you feel like you had the training for this, or that everything everything you've ever done has led up to this moment where, like, wait a second, I do know how to do this. Has it been a discovery for you? I guess. Absolutely. I mean, it always is, and and yeah. sometimes we surprise ourselves, like. Which is, which is, if you're creating, that's where you want to live, right? Is being, being able to surprise yourself. Like I, you know, when she came in with the, when she started writing, and then she started writing a song a week, like every week she was, she was like clockwork. And every Saturday I'd come in and be like, so what do you have for me today? And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like, there's a whole album here, but, and, and we have the time to do it because there's nothing else. The world is shut down. So, yeah. um, yeah. And do you start, Mandy, with with um, uh, musical ideas, uh, 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 lyrical ideas, all of the above? Uh, yeah, I it's it's different every every time. Like one time, it might just be like um, something going on in the news that's really uh, like really bothering us, and so I'm just like I can't think of anything but to deal with this right now. So I like do that. Or uh, one time, you know, it's like I just. I think for Ricochet, I just put on my improv hat and just did my second city training. If this, then what? And you know that, ex- you know, that exercise where we like translate someone is doing like a, you know, physical activity and then other, someone else translates, Yeah. you know? So I was basically just doing that with myself, you know, uh, for, for a couple of hours. And then, you know, that, and, and then sometimes it's like a word I'm like, 
what's that word? Let's put that word in a song. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's different every time. Um, and sometimes it's like, you know, someone just really, really provoked or triggered something. And I'm like, I got it. And sometimes he'll come in and he thinks it's about him every time. He's like, yeah, well, you know, and I'm like, the ins that well, it's it's either pride or it's the insecurity of the of the creative artist of like that that song's really mean. Is it about me? No, it's not about. Me. So, but, anyway. but when you're writing it, does it does it feel com um does it feel complete uh, when you've written it, or does Michael then come in and go, I know how to produce this, and then you and then in the act of produ production, then do you go, oh, now I know what this is. Both. It yeah. depends on the song. So for one, sometimes I, I was gifted with more time because his his commit would commitment would last from two hours and sometimes on for four. And so I there was something unsettling. I don't and I'd love to hear what happens with you and Reed when you create a new play. But it was unsettling. I'm like, I got to finish this. This isn't done. And I need more time and I and I'm not you know and sometimes it would be there were times when I'd come in after my two-hour commitment and be like so what do you got and she's like I need more time and I'm go like, make food I'm, I'm really frustrated <laughs> and you know and sometimes it would be till seven or nine in the evening before I'd be able to settle and other times down. you'd come to me and be like when are you going to be off zoom I've got I'm done I'm it's ready <laughs> yeah right right I don't know. <laughs> and then other times he'll he'll the arrangement time is a lot of back and forth and where... that and that and everything evolves in the studio when you get like when you get in there everything everything like oh oh you sang this line that way and I think that's a clue to go and and you know what else is about it is like being in the studio is like when you're in the theater, everything is ephemeral. It's all about the present moment, right? It's right. like every performance is different. This will never happen again. As much as we like to be like clown scientists and be like, wait, if I look at you on this word instead of this word, it gets a better laugh. Like that's an RSC tour in a nutshell. It's like <laughs> being being comedy scientists for the whole right. <laughs> for the whole tour. But then in the studio, it's like, oh. You did something in the moment and we captured it and we get to preserve it and, <laughs> and we get to expand on it. And so it becomes like this interesting, like interesting process of like just cutting loose and being completely insp inspired and then refining the inspiration. And Mandy, does it, does it often become something completely different from the initial impulse that got you sitting down to write? Yes. And, and that's, uh, I, I guess I think of it like I, I have to have buy-in from him. So like I have to have the law of buy-in. So like if he's going to work on it and he's going to arrange it and he's going to mix it and he's going to produce it, he's got to have, is it, is it yeah, safe? No, yeah, that, like, yeah. You, I've got to, it's got to be, I have a rating system when she, when she writes a song and it's got to be four or five star. And all of those, I'm like, I could spend a month on that song. Or more. Easily. Well, now it's so yeah. He's 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 yes ending your impulse yeah. and and yes. adding taking it and adding to it. Yeah. And sometimes it's it's not sometimes if it's like in a dir a direction that's like that's really not gonna serve the story, then it, it we do have to go back and forth and 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 then I have to let go. Like I have to think, what are the two things that I can't let go of? What are the two, one or two, maybe yeah. three, but really I don't have a lot of 
I have to let go of like eight things and be like, okay, these are the two things we really have to, and some things happen and I'm like, wow, okay, we got to, you know, and that's, that's just the way it is. And, and it's maybe not necessarily the direction I would have taken, but you know, we're a team and it's the law of buying and it's give and take. Yeah. That, 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 that art of compromise with a, with a creative partner yeah. is, it's almost just like a marriage. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hi, this is Deb Height, and you are listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Can you RSC the RSC? We're still the remote Shakespeare Company, unfortunately, but fingers crossed we'll be back finally to live performances this April of 2022 in Pennsylvania and one of our homes away from home in Reston, Virginia. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our Twitter feed at Reduced for the latest information. And now back to my conversation with Michael Faulkner and Amanda Pager, a.k.a. the musical duo Mike and Mandy. One thing I've noticed in at least the tracks that I've heard of from the Mike and Mandy oeuvre, uh, your mighty canon, uh, is they're they're all very um, uh, uh, moody and produced. Not at all sort of indie guitar strumming folk stuff, um, which I know you've done a little bit of that as well. Was there a decision when you started recording your new material to make it sound like something or does this sound that you've come up with just sound like hey this is mike and mandy this is our sound you know i i think we're still searching for a a, a sound and a brand like the, like the thing is our our musical tastes both of us is so diverse that yeah. like that and, and which is both a blessing and a curse because yeah. it's like you know, like if if we wanted to write for TV and film, like that could really work in our favor. Like someone could come to us and say, can you give me a song that sounds like Amy Winehouse? And we can be like, sure. Because like um, speaking about things evolving, um, when we did when when we started doing our originals in the studio was the same time we were working on the Odyssey with the Trubies. And, you know, Matt Walker was coming to us and saying, Penny. Penelope needs a song about uh, about Odysseus being away, and so Mandy took like I said, well, that should be Amy Winehouse. Because and and well, wait. At first, I I I wrote a hip hop song. Yeah. And uh, and what was in the style of Missy was it E? Missy, Missy Elliott. <laughs> and then I and then I presented him with the Amy Winehouse song, and I gave him a choice, <laughs> and he's like, honey. I think we need to go with Amy Winehouse. Yeah. So, <laughs> listen, we've we've all written hip hop rap parodies that we regret. So, uh... <laughs> I love your hip hop. So that was a smart move. My heart is full of uncertainty. They said he's dead, not coming back to me. Don't look at me so impatiently. Don't know this man in front of. The suitors, they live in the high life for free. Taking advantage, pass the bill off to me by 
And I wanted to talk about that, too, because, I mean, that was one of the great things is that you did get to get back on stage together, both on Zoom and on an actual stage with uh, our favorites, the Troubadour Theater Company there in the Valley. Um, God bless the Getty and the Getty Villa and the Trubies because they pivoted faster than anybody. Anyone, yeah. And And really highly produced pivot as well. What yeah. we were learning as we went along, like if you watch all all five episodes, you see, okay, episode one took place almost entirely on Zoom. And by episode five, the final episode, like all of a sudden we're in a comic book world and, and uh, <laughs> you know, and everything we were, we all like got green screens delivered during the process and like, you know, and, and like, and, and it was, it was 24 yeah. seven, but that really, but what that did for, for our music was like, like when when she brought me the Amy Winehouse and I was like, oh, we got to do that because I, I it was like, oh, also at the same time, I had just cracked. I, I'd finally upgraded my digital audio workstation than the software I used, like from version three to version nine. Oh, wow. And, and it was a box that I had had sitting around, but I hadn't actually opened or installed it. But it'd been, it was, they were even past version nine, but I was like, well, it's time to upgrade if we're going to be doing this. And I had all these new toys and all these new sounds. And I was like, oh, I can make this. Oh, I can make this. I can make this. So the sound that you're talking about, like, what is the sound? What is the brand? Like, we're definitely drawn to the moody stuff, but it was like, I get to, I can craft things that I never knew I could craft before. That's fun. That's fun. Discovering new um, opportunities and and cr- creative ways of expressing yourself. I thought you were going to say that that version nine of the software had an Amy Whitehouse setting. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, there are people out there that make the music and they just grab. I need this loop, and there's there's these sites online where you can just grab a loop, and you know, there's a drum loop, and you can, you know, and I'm still old school from from being in bands going all the way back to junior high. It's like. I, I have to, I, I want to, I want to have the control. <laughs> so I want to put every drum hit in there and program it. And, right. And because you're a drummer, you know. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. When we're allowed to go back into the world with some regularity, will Mike and Mandy tour? Will Mike and Mandy perform live? Can you perform these hi- highly, coolly produced tunes live? Just the two we, of you? We can. We can perform our originals with backing tracks and we have, you know, we have a live, a tribute act that does like basically the great American songbook from the twenties to the seventies. And, and we, so we can like, and we, and and I make a lot of backing tracks for those songs. And so like, I, 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 could we perform live? Yeah. Like, you know, maybe, maybe one goal is you see these shows that come through the, the one night road road spaces in towns that do like, you know, here's a night of Edie Gourmet, uh, you know, here's a night, here's a night of, you know, and, and it's these people doing basically tribute acts and, and uh, we, we have that. So we could, we could definitely package a show like that and, you know, do like a, maybe like an RSC, like here's a song you could book into a, uh, an empty weekend at your regional theater uh, you know, the great American songbook where the songs of Tin Pan Alley or, you know, right, like, right. These, 
the Mike and Mandy, Amy Winehouse, Missy Elliott experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. You can find Mike and Mandy's music by going to their website, mikeandmandy.net, or listen to them on Spotify and YouTube, or by following them on Twitter and Instagram at MikeMandyMusic. Then send us your reinvented artistic identities via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com or visit my website, theshakespeareance.com. Thanks as always to indie pop sensation and by pop I mean dad, Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band, and this week, of course, by Mike and Mandy. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Tammy Spector-Lee. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to another L.A.-based actor who is also a musician and a playwright, Deb Height. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe, get vaccinated, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 793-2379ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. It's a great way to spend a pandemic, right? Having babies, making babies, or making music. So. <laughs> <laughs> and well, if I could say, you know, Mandy and I, we, we make beautiful music together. <laughs> it had to be said. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. 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 And so much less.